Hey y'all, this is Must or Mash, the podcast where we ask which is best, wine or beer. I'm Colleen Allerton Oye. I'm a New Orleans chef and sommelier, and I'm one half of Luncheon Pop-Ups and Catering. And I'm Danny Oye. I'm a trained chef from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I'm the head brewer at Port Orleans Brewing Company. I also bottle my own hot sauce. Oh yeah, that's hot. And I'm here to kick Colleen's butt. Oh, my husband and I love talking about and fighting about food and wine and beer. So we did what any millennials would do and started a podcast about it. Each episode, we break down a situation given to us by one of y'all and battle it out. Wine versus beer. AKA must or mash. Nobody goes home until there's a winner. Seriously, our marriage depends on it. Let's do it. It's fried chicken tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like it's showtime from the 80s. <laughs> no, I got that. It's showtime tonight. Yeah, you got it. Okay. All right. We are eating fried chicken in the booth. Nobody wants to hear the way that sounds, but if you're lucky, you might get a treat. But obviously today we are pairing beers and wines for fried chicken. It's a beautiful pastime in the American South to fried chicken. It's spicy, it's crunchy, juicy, delicious. And who doesn't like fried chicken? If you don't, piss up a flagpole. <laughs> That's how I feel. Hit the bricks. Yeah, get out of here. I don't need here. to know you. Absolutely. Even if you're okay, if you're a vegetarian, you're a vegan, vegan, um, you you like something like fried chicken, you know? Well, yeah, it's crispy. The impossible. It's salty. The... It's Spiced, chick hopefully. Chick, apostrophe, mm, nuggets, you know, the patties that you see at, at the store that are, like, not Impossible chicken. chicken. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, everyone's got a fried chicken. Every culture, I feel like, fries chicken. Oh, yeah. So many fried chickens out there. Totally. We have our very own brother's fried chicken in the house tonight, which is... You know, I'm not saying sponsor us, but I am saying sponsor us. <laughs> if, you're, if you're hearing this, Mr. No Mr. Brother himself. Mr. and Mrs. Brother. <laughs> um, or Mr. and Mr. Brother. Or I, Mrs. and Mrs. Brother. I don't want to assume. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare assume. But <laughs> point is, is that we have sampled some of the finest fried chicken in New Orleans on this evening. And we are going to put one beer and one wine up against them. Danny, I'm going to go first. Okay. Yeah, go for it. You okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. I am pouring straight fire tonight. Coming out of Germany, the upper Mosul region. So this is like Riesling land, right? This is what you think of when you think of Germany. You think of the Mosul River. Not this guy. Okay? This guy is coming from the very upper area of the Mosul where like the... Paris Basin lets out. So when you think of like that region, you usually think of like a Sancerre, Chablis, you know, like not a Riesling. And so this, my friend, is an Elbling. Elbling is like Riesling's wacky cousin. It's a little silly. Still has this like really racy, sharp acidity. The one that I have brought for us today is from uh, Matthias and Jonas Hild. Hild Elbling Sect. I got it from Uncorked in New Orleans. 
and they sell it all over to stores like Spirit and The Independent and uh, some other great places in New Orleans that sell these small grower-produced wines, small batch sustainable. So the Hild family, these brothers, Matthias and Jonas, their farming method is the Luta Raisonne, the reason struggle. So they basically farm with whatever the earth is giving them. They don't use a ton of sulfites. They don't use a ton of pesticides. They try to dry farm when possible. They are just working the land how it comes to them. And they're working with these, I mean, some of these vines that they're using are 100 years old. They were planted around like World War II, pre-World War II. To have these vines still intact is kind of miraculous at this point. It's incredible. So they're pushing out, I mean, beautiful concentrated fruit. And if you give this a little sniff, a little swirl, a little taste, Daniel, Mm -hmm. I mean, you see we're working with some serious fruit concentration. Yeah. I mean, we're getting ripe peach. We're getting pineapple. I'm going to call some green apples. Yeah, I was going to say green apple for sure. I I almost want to say a little funk, but that could just be... Your beard. (laughs) It's your beard, (laughs) I would say. I mean, I live with the guy. That's so wrong. My beard smells great. It (laughs) smells like fried chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean... This wine, the effervescence, and I should say sect is the German term for sparkling wine. So this is made Champenois method. It's got the big old mushroom cork. It's got a cage. We're not talking natty pet nat land. We're talking sustainably farmed old vine, beautiful concentration of fruit, sparkling German wine. And this is kind of hard to get these days. Uh, really good German sect doesn't make its way to the States in the ways that other really great wines do they'll migrate to us i think i gotta tell you that this wine is fried chicken's boo thing okay what do you think it does for the fried chicken okay so we're eating this crunchy delicious juicy spicy fried chicken this has a crispness dryness i mean it works with the fattiness of the fried chicken that juicy like succulent situation that's going on Mm -hmm. i think it cuts through that in a really pleasant way you know it's got this drying effect on your mouth but it's still fruity and pleasant the spice is managed pretty well i think it's actually like you know if you're a frequent listener and you heard our spice discussion about crawfish we had a hard time with the uh, higher abv of the pet nat because yeah, the spice well, was a little enhanced, whereas I think this one, it's a little lower ABV, about 10%. That's pretty manageable for spice. So I just think it's um, it's a winner. I think I picked a winner. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very nice. I think it's a very good uh, fried chicken wine. I mean, great job. Thank you. I agree. Would you say winner, winner, chicken dinner? Ooh, not yet. Let me uh, oh, okay. let me do my thing, and I, then we'll... Okay. Um, do your thing, girl. Yeah. So... I mean, beer and fried chicken. It's a it's a great combination. I think there's a there's a large variety of beers that can go with fried chicken. You can go light. You can go malty. You can go hoppy. I went with a nice balance of all three. Mm. So today I'm bringing in 
Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. This is a 5.6% pale ale. They've been brewing this beer for 30 years now, and it has become the, the gold standard for pale ales. Okay, so it has a bold hoppiness with a smooth malt flavor. She's smooth. And, an, and just like a touch of bitterness. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very balanced pale ale. Which I think is why it's become, or why it has been so popular. It reaches a wide variety of beer drinkers. If you like more of a malty beer, you get that. If you like a hoppy beer, you get that. If you don't really like hops, it's still like malty and balanced enough that it can reach a large number of consumers. I think it's good with fried chicken because, as we said, it has a nice blend of spices. It has a fattiness. It has a a greasiness, a Mm -hmm. juiciness, a... Very like savory flavor to it. Would you say unctuous? I would say unctuous. I'm not really sure what unctuous means, but yes. <laughs> so it I means- asked if you would say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't actually say unctuous, but I would just be like, yeah, it does, right? You know, just agree with the person. The winner just to can move spell on. unctuous. <laughs> you win today if you can spell unctuous. Uh, it's Continue, Daniel. Um, so, anyways, I believe that the the flavor profile of this pale ale, it, it creates a balance on your taste buds mm. that, you know, it cuts through all that fatty. It cuts through some of that with a little bitterness, a little citrus, and I think it just goes great with fried chicken. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel that. I'm experiencing that. She's a balanced queen. Sierra Nevada is, like you said, popular for a reason. Mm-hmm. In my opinion... Almost a little too popular, a little too obvious. Borderline, I wasn't going to say that, but basic, maybe? A little basic? But, well, you know, that could be the... It, look, I'm playing devil's avocado here. I am... Sure. I am 100% on your team at all times until we put on these headphones, and talk to this <laughs> microphone, and then I will destroy and then it's on. you. It's on like Donkey Kong. But I, I do have to point out, Danny, that this... It, it's... It's low-hanging fruit, I think, because it's it's pretty obvious. Well, but I think that low-hanging fruit and being obvious isn't the name of the game here. I think it is what goes best okay. with fried chicken. And still... And in my opinion, I think that there are... Sure, there's other beers out there that would go well with fried chicken, but this is what I chose because I knew it would go well, I knew it's a hit, and... I mean, an accessible queen. It's it's accessible. Sure. You can get sure. it everywhere. It's 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 again popular for a reason. It's easy to find. I mean, you can you can walk into any grocery store and find this. Totally. I mean, everyone carries this beer. Sure. And they carry it for a reason, and people drink it for a reason. Totally. So if we're talking about purely beer and fried chicken, and what is the best option, I stick with my answer. Well, this is where I'm going to have to put that thing down. Flip it. And reverse it, unfortunately, because okay. we're talking about the best. And what is the best might not be the easiest to get. It might not be the most obvious. It might not be the cheerleading captain. <laughs> it might be me on the bleachers. <laughs> Taylor Swift said that. I thought you were going to say the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I don't know. I'm going with my pick. I'm, I am resolute in saying that the Hild Elfling sect is superior. It is a superior beverage for fried chicken. It is, I mean, think about it. 
Some of our happiest memories, Danny, me and you. Picture this. Coquette. Fried chicken and what night? Champagne. Yeah. Fried chicken and champagne, the best night of the year for a reason. Because the bubbles, the effervescence, this drying on your palate, the slight bit of mellow laxus that gives you like almost just the touch of creaminess. So it adds to the experience of this richness, but it also has this beautiful drying. I mean, you can't beat that. You just can't beat that. And I, Tanny, I don't think you did. I don't think you beat me. I love you, bro. I love you down. But Elbling Sect is, it's the winner. Chicken dinner. I will just say one more thing. I think that this is the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) this is the one, this is the one we get to no, no, no. I, I, I agree with you. I do. Uh, if we're if we're talking about strictly beer yeah. for fried chicken, I think this is the sure. This is the gold standard. That is not the question. Though. That's not the question, and I understand that it is. Mash. It is this wine versus this beer, mm-hmm. and I, and I have to give it to you. I mean, this is a banger. I, I feel like you had this one in your back pocket, and it was. Um, Girl, you know I keep that thing on me. <laughs> you know I do. So congratulations. Thank you so I, um, much. Thank you. You you did the thing for the, times, for the chicken. You. you know, good job. I will shake your hand across this table. Okay, you're so far away from me, and I will accept your concession gracefully. Gracefully, thank you. Poise and grace, beauty and grace. Yeah, smart and handsome. <laughs> That's what I like about you. Yeah, thanks everyone for indulging us yet again. We hope that you'll join us in our next episode. Big thanks, as always, to the Southern Food and Beverage Museum and to the Nitty Grits Podcast Network. Yeah, I thought that was easy. (laughs) 